Welcome back to the Grad Life Podcast. Kate here, and I am joined today by David Ola. David is a venture capital associate at Point Nine, based out of Berlin, where he focuses on seed stage investing. And for those of you who don't know what that means, I'm sure we're going to get into it. But before this, David also worked at Seed Camp in London, and during his time at Trinity, was deeply entrenched in the startup ecosystem. So, needless to say, there is plenty for us to talk about. Um, David's a friend of mine from college and a man who just does not sit still. Every time I catch up with him, he's involved in another initiative or company or activity. So, I am delighted to have him on the podcast today to pick his brains. David, welcome. It's great to have you on. Thank you so much, Kate. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, I've seen a couple of episodes of The Grand Life, so excited to uh, be on one myself now. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Let's start off with, I mean, there's plenty to talk about, but let's start off with where you are now. Um, talk to us about Point Nine. You've moved to Berlin. You've been there for a number of months now. Um, for people who aren't familiar with Point Nine, um, give us a bit of a whistle-stop tour as to what you guys are doing. Yeah, sounds good. Um, so Point Nine is an early stage sort of B2B SaaS and B2B marketplace um, fund. We like to invest into companies essentially, like what that means is we like to invest into companies who sort of have a business model where they sell to other businesses um, and they focus on either selling software, like kind of purely, or they have sort of a marketplace um, and they kind of provide that service. Um, we like to invest in what's called sort of the version 0.9 stage of um, product slash of the company, which is uh, where you start to see early signs of uh, what we describe as product market fit across the business. Uh, so, you know, some, maybe there's, you know, an active group of users um, within sort of your overall um, user base that really love the product and are growing in their usage over time. This sort of shows a sign that like, you know, common trends amongst these customers uh, create like an ICP or an ideal customer profile. And all these things combined just give us sort of a, an indication that there's some product market fit in the business. Um, so Point9 just uh, is currently actually investing out of its uh, fifth fund, which um, is 99,999,999 euro, 99 cents, which is always a, a mouthful to say to people. Um, but I think it's definitely worth the joke. Um, and yeah, sort of that, that's sort of what we do here. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been great to, to join them about nine months ago. <laughs> okay, well, nine months. I'd say it must feel like longer because from what I know, you're just straight in uh, getting your sleeves rolled up and, and getting involved in kind of all aspects of the team from, from what it seems. So what is your, like within your team, do you focus on particular, you know, areas that you're interested in investing in or is it broad um and do you kind of have a team that you bounce off in terms of if you come and meet a company you bring them into the room or are people quite you know siloed and looking at different areas how does that work for you guys yeah um so i feel like we're all quite generalist um we all kind of like lots of different verticals lots of different spaces but then they're sort of like topic experts within the team people who have like invested in multiple companies in like a space and so it makes no sense to not like loop that person in when you're talking to say a company that's in fintech or a company that's sort of like a dev tools company um and so kind of across the team you know though we all might like take first calls separately with companies we're all quite collaborative and getting feedback and sort of asking um different members of the team if they have anyone in their network that's worth sort of 
flagging this problem or solution with uh, to really sort of get to, I think, like the kernel of it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I definitely think, you know, like, I think similar to most sort of teams, uh, you know, while, while we all kind of like try to be as generalist as possible, we all have like different things. We become sort of that subject experts on within the team. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And what kind of checks would you guys be writing for an initial investment and then for a follow on? And are you quite active with the companies once you've invested? Yeah, um, so we, we like to write checks of about 500k euros to 5 million euros uh, initially when we invest, um, even for about you know 15% target ownership um, in that company that when we invest for the first check. Um, and then we always sort of commit to following on in the next round that's led by an external party. So whether that's like the Series A, or if we've invested a little bit earlier and that's the seed, um, that's sort of a, a commitment of ours. Um, and then in terms of like how you know we work with companies, uh, so there's four partners on the team and myself. Uh, the four partners each take on two to three new companies a year um, and make sure to work extremely closely with those companies for the first few years um, post our initial check. Um, and that kind of works out to be sort of almost a daily cadence of, you know, helping them with any sort of decisions across the business with customer intros, with sort of, uh, you know, helping them crystallize different aspects like around the business, especially I think due to our expertise um, in, in being able to help companies, you know, like find out like where their product market fit lies and start to build that foundation upon which they can kind of scale the company. Um, we tend to sort of like maybe invest less than your typical seed fund uh, across Europe, but like work extremely closely with the companies that we invest into. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I, I see that big picture. There's, there's loads going on there, but for someone who's listening and saying, what does a day-to-day look like for a venture associate you know how do I how do you get to the stage when you're you're investing in these companies etc there's obviously lots of work that goes on in the background so um I I know that every day is probably quite different but give us a bit of a sense of how you split out your time um you know on a day-to-day basis yeah for sure um I think maybe the first thing to start off with is I I try to make sure 40% of my time I'm able to just work, right? On, on like whatever it is, like, you know, calls, just kind of focused on either work on a deal memo or sort of work on different initiatives around the fund. Um, and then after that, maybe about 20 to 30% of my time spent on, you know, meeting new founders, uh, meeting companies for the first time and trying to quickly assess whether there's sort of there's a potential fit there for us um, as a fund, maybe any of the particular partners who love a particular space. Um, and then about the rest of the time is you sort of meeting different people around the ecosystem where whether that's sort of, you know, like, like accelerators who uh, kind of have like companies a bit earlier than us or different pre-seed funds or mean other VCs who sort of, you know, have like different subject expertise and learn from them. Um, I kind of split my time about that way. Uh, I could maybe go a bit granular as well if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's good. And so you mentioned accelerator programs there and, I, and I'm interested to know how much of your deal flow or the companies that you invest in come through those kinds of funnels that you're looped in with different programs? Um, or, you know, are you getting most of your intros from introductions? Obviously, VC is quite a network-based um, industry. So just interested to hear what that kind of split out is like for you guys. 
Yeah, I think in, sort of, in terms of sort of deals that we see, so we have a type of form on our website that we kind of like really encourage companies to, you know, like fill out uh, and kind of like apply to us via sort of to uh, avoid maybe like things getting lost just through pure sort of cold inbound into our emails. Um, and actually quite like a few of sort of the deals that I look at at sort of a daily basis come from that type form. However, then there's obviously sort of like a proportion that comes from like you know, network based and like different accelerators, which I would also kind of count in the network based because typically you sort of like, whether it's sort of like entrepreneur first, you kind of know someone there or tech stars and, and, and they maybe might flag a company with you that's particularly sort of suited to your, but like sort of invest in uh, thesis. Um, and so that's sort of the breakdown that I would have. But um, I think sort of like, like the type form, sort of the way R1 works is that like, when somebody applies, we kind of have configured it to whoever is sort of the expert on that topic and the team sees it and so sort of has the highest proportion if it's potentially suitable for us to kind mm. of like get in front of the team. Okay, sweet. That makes sense. Um, so you're obviously in Berlin now and you've, you've kind of mentioned some of those different programs that people might be familiar with, but you made the jump from being in the London startup ecosystem to now being based in Berlin. So interested you having a kind of um a bird's eye view of both um how do you find that that difference is it is there a lot of overlap or do you actually find that the you know the kind of the the feeling around both of them is quite different good question um but to be honest i think both ecosystems kind of fall like follow the countries in which they they're kind of based so like london for example um like it's just such a big city (laughs) that it's almost sort of like difficult to like run into like any sort of like random startup founder or any sort of random VC and so like you're too quite deliberate about like you know going to these events meeting people um organizing to see people in person whereas Berlin the sort of like VC slash startup ecosystem is quite sort of concentrated in a couple of like different hubs so you have some sort of like you know campuses um within Berlin they like host events for example or you have sort of um, like these few streets where most of the VC offices are and so you, you if you kind of walk through there you, you can encounter different people from the ecosystem um that's and quite yeah, fun yeah I know and so I think they're, they're different because of that because like I think in Berlin you can like serendipitously a bit more I mean serendipitously on purpose <laughs> like <laughs> encounter sort of the different people in the ecosystem whereas London is just such a big city that I'm not realistic that that will happen yeah. um so yeah maybe that's sort of like a slight difference between the two ecosystems okay that's really interesting and it makes it makes total sense I definitely think I like the that kind of concentrated uh version a little bit more similar to to Dublin in terms of it not being as as spread out as London um so I'm interested to know like you know you kind of mentioned the different industries that you look at broadly and we know that you're B2B SaaS but for you personally do you have any kind of you know pet industries that you just you know love to look at companies in or that you know if you were having free reign you would kind of really focus on yeah I think sort of like within the team they all know that how much I love looking at like things like health tech for mm. example where I'm sort of like well I, I like to geek out a little bit and like get really sort of into the weeds and understanding sort of you know the different like processes and um, that they're trying to like you know innovate on within healthcare facilities um but other than that I also sort of like love looking at like 
dev tools, uh, for example, as well as sort of like, I mean, this is a really broad character, category, sorry, but like like different vertical SaaS. Um, right. I really started to enjoy looking at. Um, and so maybe like those are three spaces that, you know, I spend a lot of my time um, and like sort of, you know, try my best to look at as much as possible. Um, but probably on the team, you know, I feel like uh, like because I sort of like, have been like least sort of exposed to like all these different spaces probably the most open <laughs> to looking sure, at like, yeah. absolutely anything I looked at like a space tech company recently for example so I feel like just anything cool. I'm, I'm kind of like happy to jump on yeah you kind of just get to learn from from all different areas which is quite cool um yeah. and then I meant to ask this before, but so you're based out of Berlin, but do you guys, are you investing internationally or are you, do you have a kind of mandate as to how many companies um, you need to invest in out of different, com- out of different countries? Um, yeah, so we're investing sort of, you know, like pretty geo-agnostic. Okay. Um, and so that means, you know, we have companies in like Australia, for example, or we have companies sort of like, um, like in South America, um, in America and Canada, um, and then like in Europe in general. Um, and one of our companies even has sort of a focus on Africa. Um, and so, yeah, we're kind of investing all across the world, um, which is, yeah, really, really interesting because you kind of like get to see like, I mean, there's very little constraint on like you know what type of companies you can see um in terms of like where they're based or where they're sort of domiciled uh, and yeah that, that's super interesting we recently actually announced a company that is sort of focused on kind of like like middle east slash north africa region for example so yeah it's really it's interesting been, yeah, really, wow, really that's yeah so broad so interesting okay <laughs> i'm i feel like we've got a really good glimpse into your your point nine life so tell us then how did you end up working there you know uh, loads of people have this question I think around the VC industry in general of you know how did you get into x or y um but tell us about your path into point nine yeah for sure um so my path into point nine I feel like you know probably starts off with like my like first encounter with startups uh which was in University of Trinity um so I founded a company uh, with a couple of friends uh, and I feel like that was you know, the first experience I ever had of sort of like the startup ecosystem um and like kind of by that company I got involved in like the you know entrepreneurship society in Trinity as well um which is you know like part of how Kate and I know each other um <laughs> and I, I think like those two things combined kind of when, by the time I got to the end of college made me like really eager to just sort of stay in this ecosystem in any way shape or form um and so I applied to an internship at seed camp um and I started there in sort of September 2020, uh, I want to say, yeah, and was there for about nine months, uh, kind of learning from the team there through the launch of their new fund, um, and I, I like through sort of the UiPath IPO, and it was just sort of like a really cool experience and a really cool sort of snippet of like what the tech ecosystem looks like. I think like at this stage, all I had seen were good things about the tech ecosystem no sort of like tougher times um and so I was like yeah really want to stay in the ecosystem I started to sort of like reach out to the point nine guys because they were hiring for an associate and yes yeah, spoke to them and you know was immediately sort of sold on the opportunity here of sort of you know working really closely with Christoph one of our partners here um learning from him directly um and sort of like you know what type of companies he likes to invest in how he carries out like his due diligence um and yeah sort of that 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 was my journey here it's not sort of like an overly complicated one um Mm -hmm. but yeah it was one that I think like 
kind of really reinforced how much I, I want to be in sort of this space and this industry uh, over time. You mentioned there the extent to which, you know, or the way that Christoph does his due diligence. Um, so I have to ask, you know, what was his, what was the interview process like as, a, as you know, being interviewed by a person who likes to do their due diligence? I'm sure um, that's an interesting <laughs> one. Yeah, it was really, really interesting. Um, like I, I think he sort of like ran one of the most efficient interview processes I've ever seen. Sort of had like this first stage, which was, you know, a, kind of like an hour and a half test, which kind of like just tested like different parts of the job. Like, you know, how do you kind of communicate a pass um, email to a founder, for example, um, as well as sort of like, you know, like how do you think about like different sort of like tech giants and like which one would you invest in today if you had the chance? Uh, maybe when they were like at seed stage, and like different things like that. Um, and so just like in general, kind of probing your like overall knowledge uh, and like your opinions about sort of like tech and the tech ecosystem. Um, and then after that, I was sort of like a couple of chats with him where we kind of dived a little bit and he really kind of focused on like, you know, my experience to date um, and like what kind of, I think motivates me and kind of what made me want to sort of join the team here, uh, which was super interesting to see um, as, you know, I think a point now, whenever we speak to founders, for example, we always like look for like their unique insight, what kind of makes this founder different to anyone else who wants to build in this space. Um, yeah. And I think that that's sort of like, it was sort of like a weird parallel when I'm looking back a little bit. Um, then I had the chance to sort of meet the rest of the team and um, the rest of the sort of the partnership. Um, leadership team and, and just yeah kind of get to get to know them uh, really quickly um and then yeah that, that was sort of like the process I, I think it was sort of like quite thorough sort of in, in like understanding who I was I think it's tough maybe before you have like a full-time role in venture to sort of like judge your like you know like what deals you've done like that like that sort of like side of things and that sort of like like acumen perhaps yeah. um so like when you're kind of joining like first I, I think most interview processes look a lot more sort of like motivations like general like opinions around like tech and the tech ecosystem um and perhaps even like some hard skills that like that might be necessary um in the job so like i know some people like to sort of financial modeling for example or something like that um yeah. and i've learned that on the job here um, but at that time didn't do sort of an interview about it okay really interesting um i i feel like every every process is a bit different so that's that's really interesting to hear um you have mentioned it a few times um about seed camp so definitely want to touch on that tell us a little bit about those nine months that you spent in seed camp um obviously a really cool job to go straight into after college moving over to london um give us a bit of a, a sense of how those nine months were yeah for sure um seed camp team were sort of like you know really really sort of great to work with I think it's sort of like a first like job uh, like unbelievable um I got to uh kind of like work across all different aspects of the team so sort of like across like the fun team to help them with a couple of things the ops team you're know, running like different like initiatives across sort of like the platform um, and um initiative there um as well as like helping the investment team with like maybe like hopping on first calls like getting to understand spaces better and like trying to communicate that to sort of like the rest of the investment team whenever we had sort of like synchronous sessions um on like Fridays um and yeah like it was just sort of like it was really sort of a job where like they let you just get stuck in and the sort of like you know the more you showed that you like know like knew and had learned of like on the job like the more sort of rain they gave you to like go and like you know maybe like find like some companies towards like the very very end of the internship for example and like you know bring them to the team and perhaps and, and yeah that was just was really sort of like 
a good introduction, a, a good ramp up into sort of like like what this job is. Um, because I think like one thing that like maybe it looks super obvious from like the outside looking in is that like, you know, like you like you work on deals, you speak to companies, but there's also sort of like this maybe other part of the job that's like the, maybe the rest of the iceberg, if that's the tip, which is like supporting portfolio founders, like, you know, working really closely with them on different aspects of the business. Um, I think, yeah, that's so important. And they need to get sort of like some exposure to somehow um, because it really kind of helps you kind of become a rounded um, sort of like associate or principal or whatever. Yeah, so I'm really... I mean, that's a fantastic foundation to have had to kind of launch you into to anywhere. And it, it did land you in point nine. So that, that's really cool. Um, you did mention it um, already about kind of starting your, your company during college. Um, does working in this industry make you want to just jump onto the side of the table and be the one who's there building and, you know, being the kind of operator and um, building a company from the ground up? Um, or do you do you feel quite satisfied being on this side of the table and being able to, you know, as you say, learn from loads and loads of different founders and different companies? I think like at the age that we are, maybe like it's better to be in the latter bucket, just like, like, like consume like all this information and like just learn, learn, learn. However, I mean, I struggle to see how like VCs don't get super jealous all the time and like want to jump up to the other side of the table. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I, I definitely think like maybe a couple of, maybe like a few, few years into the future, like maybe at least a decade plus, like that might be something I want to do again. Um, but I think right now, like the like learning curve from just sort of like meeting new people all the time, like learning like what business models do you think kind of makes sense for different industries um, and why? I think like that's just so powerful right now. Mm, and as you mentioned, the portfolio support side of things means that, you know, you see someone's business model when they first come to you and you say, yeah, that I, I believe in it. And then you see how it evolves over time and exactly. whether it works or doesn't work. It's like it's like um, a masterclass for learning how to, how to <laughs> run a business is what you're doing. hundred percent, hundred percent. And if you were kind of back in those university days, pre, you know, seed camp point nine, David, um, you know, what would you be doing to there today? You obviously did a lot at the time, but just interested to know whether there's anything that you would kind of double down on that you were already doing when you're in college or anything that you would start to do that you hadn't done already, knowing what you know now. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I'm trying to think, hmm. Like, what would I, what would I do? I don't know if I would do anything differently per se. I mean, maybe one thing I would do differently is I would pay more attention to coding classes because my <laughs> God, being able to code is so great in this industry. Mm. Uh, I feel like if you're able to just like somewhat probe someone's technical knowledge, like you just like understand like companies so much better at, at the start and you understand sort of like, you know, maybe how good their tech is like very quickly. Um, so maybe I would like pay a lot more attention to my coding classes slash take more of them um but other than that you know I, I think sort of like just in general like exposing yourself to like some sort of vertical and like going as deep as you can into that vertical like helps you so much um when you like you know want to join a VC because you can like say oh yes I want to learn about like all of this horizontally but like vertically I'm deep in this like I'm deep here already and I can bring this sort of to the team I think mm -hmm. yeah that's super powerful Okay, thanks for that. Um, okay, a few kind of quick fire questions that I want to make sure we cover off before we wrap up. Um, what space, you kind of have alluded to this, but what space do you think is the most 
exciting evolving space that you want you know you want to be investing in or building in or or you know being involved in in some way what is that industry or space or idea that you think is um you know most interesting right now yeah I mean I mean there's two ways to answer this question I think there's like geos that are super interesting uh where like there's a lot of like a, almost like a land grab going on people are like building like playbook copycats so especially like like nigeria um like especially like in africa and just overall um where like i think like the geography is so interesting and like there's like there's so much to be built there infrastructure wise um but in terms of like maybe sector i mean one would struggle not to say crypto and web3 right now like <laughs> so much is going on there like it's tough to not feel like an ever-present pang of FOMO <laughs> from that space that you missed something that you didn't see like mm. like some sort of key piece of infrastructure that's like necessary and you missed out on like that trend of companies um and so I, I definitely think that's maybe like the Vogue space right now but um yeah that, that, that those are probably like the two ways I'd answer that question okay I like that double-pronged answer uh really good okay what are your kind of you know, any books or podcasts um, that you think are just a must, um, you know, anything that you, podcasts that you would tune into every week, um, something like that? Hmm. In terms, I can give you like a couple of books and like yeah. do, do newsletters as well. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. And whatever your resources are, what are your go-to resources? Yeah. I mean, one thing I always say to people who are like interviewing for like VC is to like subscribe to the Strictly VC newsletter for one, because you get to see like sort of the major funding rounds of that day and you like start to get an overview of the market, like what's getting funded at a later stage, like, you know, like who is funding it. So I think that's one that's like a bit more like just information dump. Um, but like one that I think is like super like well thought out and interested in is sort of like the next big thing by Nikhil Basu Trivedi. Um, and I, like really sort of love that uh, newsletter and kind of really every time it lands into my inbox, he kind of picks different trends each time to talk about. Um, maybe last one that like, I think maybe is like one of the more popular newsletters in the VC space right now is Not Boring by Packy McCormick. Like an unbelievable like newsletter um he like kind of like focused on like really long form writing of like about like different sort of spaces and and like links them to companies maybe that he's invested into um and yeah just really enjoy reading them every time they come out so maybe those are like three newsletters that i would recommend in terms of podcasts hmm, I, I could sort of maybe suggest like specific episodes rather than like just like general like podcasts um but um maybe a good podcast if you just want to like you know in general like understand like tech and how people build things it's a bit basic but how i built this mm. uh, I, I think like just sort of like like maybe like as a vc you like get to be a bit closer to that process and you get to like understand like okay like how they went from like a to b like you know there's like like 10 different iterations to get there perhaps but at least how i built this gives you like the overall framework of like how something was built and maybe kind of shows you like maybe you can like pick up like early trends like amongst like different like tech like mega companies that have like you know like gone on to you know, successfully ipo and like how they approach things in the early days like a lot of differences but a lot of similarities i would say okay that is perfect that's a nice comprehensive uh list for people to get stuck into David, thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast. Um, lots of insights, lots of things to take away there. And um, no, really grateful for your time. No, no problem at all. Thank you so much for having me.